Help defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Your contributions enable us to continue our work to promote the faith, defend the family and promote the sanctity of life. Make a real difference today. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk slash donate. Jesus Christ clearly in today's gospel wants us to meditate on death. He wants this to help us prepare for it. This is the point of the parable we just heard. Today I'll talk about a couple of characteristics of death and then give air to a few objections that are held by people, it's fair enough, in an optimistic manner, about talking about such a morbid topic. First, though, the question, are there any benefits about talking about death? Very simple. One super benefit. It discourages us from doing bad and encourages us to do good. To do good while we can. You know, there was a convert to Judaism many, many years ago. A king, Moabaz. A famine entered his kingdom. He sold all the treasures that he had and he fed the poor. The young princes, his brothers, they were scandalized. They said, what have you done? Not only have you sold your own treasures, but all the treasures that our fathers gathered up before. Moabaz responded, Our fathers gathered up treasures for here below, for this world. I have gathered up treasures for above, for that world. You see, Moabaz, he had his mind fixed on the hereafter. And this enabled him to do good in the here and now. If we apply this to ourselves, we think about the hereafter. Unfortunate consequences, we have to think about death because that's what comes before. So death, what are the characteristics? Very simple, easy to remember. Two. Death is certain, yet uncertain. Certain, you say? Yeah, of course it is. We're all going to experience it. Rich, poor, strong, weak, sinner and saint alike. Lady Death will smile on each and every one of us. Who can deny it? Who can deny it? Aren't there many faces present around the table of life? Surely we know old age, an illness, an heart attack, an incident, an accident, etc., etc., etc. Lady Death has many faces, but one name and everybody has to hear it. Certain. 
However, we also said uncertainty. Yeah, uncertainty. Will I be in the bed? Will I be in the car? Will I be in the street? How? When? What time? Unless we have a terminal illness, we've no idea when it's going to happen. You know, our Lord said today, this man is going to die in his sleep unexpectedly. St. Paul wrote a letter to the parish in Thessalonica, and he said, death comes about like a thief in the night, suddenly. Fair question, though, for us is, is this a cruelty on the part of God? I mean, to withhold this knowledge from us about the moment of our death, is it cruel? Absolutely not. You see, this enables us, not knowing when we're going to die, it enables us, it pushes us, to live every day of our life in goodness and holiness, and not just the last ones. Friends, think about it. Are we not witnesses ourselves? How many people live their lives badly, thinking that they'll be able to prepare just before death? How many people that haven't heard the gospel message or have forgotten it, don't even think they need to prepare for death? The gospel tells us that the most important thing is the salvation of the soul. If the soul is saved, everything is saved. But if the soul is lost, everything is lost. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did Jesus Christ not say, What does it gain a man if he were to gain the whole world if he should lose his own soul? Fair enough. This is a heavy, heavy teaching. But this is the gospel. However, it's only right and fair that we give air to objections that come from good people, from optimists, about talking about this thing. Two objections. First, friendly little old lady. Father, your preaching should just be about love, joy and happiness. Okay, let me respond to you, my friend. Death's significance is one of the fundamental and central teachings of this book here, the Holy Bible. The Holy Bible not only encourages, but urges teachers and preachers and popes and priests and everybody with the responsibility to let the people know the truth. The truth is this, that the rewards in the next life are in direct proportion to the merits or demerits accrued in this life. That is to say, according to the performance or negligence of good works. But the Holy Bible continues. Good works... Not necessarily in the eyes of men. Good works in the eyes of God. 
Good works that have come from the mouth of God. Good works that are here in the word of God. Faith. Hope. Charity. Love. Selflessness. Good works. Friends. The second objection comes from my old pal from California. He says, Father, man, preaching about death is so morbid. We're here for a good time, man, not for a long time. Well, my fun-loving, long-haired, surfing friend, let me respond to you. Certainly we need to have a good time. But it must not be the most important thing in life. If that's your rule of life, you are living by a worldly maxim. Worldly principles. Not an evangelic one. We believe in the risen Christ. We're different. Death isn't to us what it is to you. Right? The unbeliever goes out into the world seeking after all her promises and pleasures. We, the believers, we go out to the world, we enjoy the world, but we observe the creation and it raises our mind up to the Creator. You unbelievers see a corpse. A dead person. And you cry because a life is ended. We, believers, we see a corpse. We cry. But then we remember that a life is beginning. And we rejoice because death is not to us what it is to you. Friends, I conclude today just asking everybody to ask themselves a question this week, to reflect. Me included, and let me tell you. question is this. If I were to be called by God today, am I ready? Am I ready to meet my Maker? If the answer causes us distress and worry, don't worry. Because this worry comes from repentance. Repentance comes from humility. And humility is a gift of our forgiving God. Now I think that the famous Scottish poet Robert Burns, Robbie Burns, understood this perfectly. So I'd like to share with you this poem that he wrote, which really addresses this subject. It's called A Prayer in the Prospect of Death. It goes like this. He speaks to God. O thou unknown almighty cause of all my hope and fear, in whose dread presence ere an hour perhaps I must appear. If I have wandered in those paths of life I ought to shun, as something loudly in my breast remonstrates I have done. You know that you form me with passions wild and strong. And listening to their witching voice has often led me wrong. 
where with intention I have erred. No other plea I have. But you are good, and goodness still delighted to forgive. Amen. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Thank you.